Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. But what I'm going to teach this morning is very important at this time that we, we understand it's called the rapture, question mark. To make it clear, we do believe in the rapture. We're not a pre-trib. In other words, we believe the church will go through tribulations. My daddy never preached uh, pre-trib. So I was never raised to believe pre-trib. Danny went to college and colleges teach that. There is a teaching that before the Antichrist shows up on the scene, the church is going to get raptured out. The church is going to be in, spend seven years in heaven and then they're going to all come back down when Christ comes back down. But uh, I'm under the belief or under the understanding and we're going to, I'm going to give you scriptures and if you want a copy of these scriptures, we've got a copy of them back there. Danny will make you a copy. You can go back home and study them for yourself. But to me, the Bible is clear. So let's go to uh, Matthew 24. Just go to one first. I'm not going to really be preaching out of one, but I want to show you all something. Read this. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, These shall not be left here, one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? That's good. This is a freebie. I want to make sure that I, I'm, I'm as, as much as I possibly can preaching the truth. So I watched uh, a lot of preachers this week on the pre-trib. And I, I listened to one speaking on this one. And when he read that, he says, Now... All these signs that we're going to read here from here, and they're not real signs. The Bible says in the last days there would be mass confusion. I realize what, the, what that scripture means. It means in the last days there's so much information from preachers, from politicians, uh, from fake news. People are so confused. Yep. But this is what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you some advice that you can't go wrong. If you read your Bible and learn what the Word of God says, then go by that. I hear people say, oh, they read this book and that book, and they read how many books, and, and they're bragging about how many books they read. I said, but did you ever read the Bible? Come on, The Bible says a man is a fool if he gained the whole earth, but he lost his soul. So I don't care how many books you read. If you didn't read the book, you ain't accomplished nothing. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to name no denominations because my wife then gave me the rules. <laughs> but there is a denomination that we all know that doesn't even teach the Bible. That denomination has failed their people because we are going into some hard times and they don't know what the Word of God says. Now, people that teach this pre-trib is dangerous too. Because it gives them a, a, 
a false sense of security. We don't have to worry about all that. We're going to get raptured out. We don't have to worry about all that. I used to go to a state dinner once a month with some pastors, and one of the the subject came up at that time was a few years back, something was going on, and, and one of the ladies made the remark, well, why, do, why, why worry about all that? Because we're going to get raptured out. And I made the remark, thank God our grandparents didn't believe the way you believe. Because when Hitler was coming across this world, if they would have sat back, I wouldn't be here today because my eyes are brown. You wouldn't be here today because your skin is brown. So thank God they didn't have that attitude don't worry about it. And that's the, that's the danger in this pre-trip teaching. Be careful. Now, if you believe that, don't get mad at me. We love you all the same. I, I used to, I still do, I compare Sunday meals like my mama's holiday dinners. What made my mama's holiday dinners fun? It's the dessert. <laughs> the uh, crawfish uh, dip. That uh, cheese cake or whatever it is. What was the meat and potatoes? Salvation is the meat and potatoes. And as long as we all got the meat and potatoes straight, that Christ came into this world. He was born of a virgin mother. He went to the cross. He rose on the third day. He died for our sins. And if we repent, like Brother Dan says, you, you can confess all you want. But you have to repent of your sins. And we, that's the meat and potatoes. What we're teaching today is uh, it's a little bit more serious than the dessert because you can be cut off guard. And I do think a lot of people are going to receive the mark of the beast not even realizing that they're receiving or what's going on. But I'm going to give you some scriptures today. And if you write them down at home, if you write them down... It's going to be clear what the Bible says. Let's go to uh, Matthew 24, verse 29. What does that say? Immediately. Immediately. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and with great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now, there's two two key words here. Is immediately after tribulation. The next key word is the elect. Now, if you ask these uh, pre-trib people, they're going to tell you these elect or Jews. But what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Let's go to Colossians 3, verse 10. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian Cynthian, bond, nor free. Let me stop right here. This is telling us after Christ, Christ didn't make a difference in nobody. We all equal women, men, Jew, Greek, African-American, Chinese, 
whatever else. We're all equal in the eyes of Jesus Christ. Keep, keep going. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Okay, this is good right here. This, you can stop right there. See, the elect. Who's it? He's calling these people the elect. This church here that we're looking at is in uh, Asia Minor. Where is Asia Minor? Turkey. It's not Jewish. It's not the Holy Land. It's not Israel. It's, it's un-Jewish people. So the, the, what the Bible says, and this is Paul calling these people the elect. So let's go to, uh, let's go to Romans 8.30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I thought that was a good scripture for today. If God is for us, Corona can't go against us. <laughs> Let's go to the next verse. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. And let's talk about the elect again. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God who also maketh intercession for us? See the word elect? Now this letter is to, to the Romans. That was in the city of Corinth. So once again, are, are they just Jews? That's my point I'm driving home. Is this letter to the Jews? It's not just it's not the Jews. So when they tell you in Matthew 24 where you read he's coming back for his elect, there he's not talking just about the Jews. He's talking about everybody that accepts him as, as Savior. Even the Jews is going to have to accept him as Savior. What, what does uh, he say in John 14, I think it is? You go through me to the Father. That's right. You don't go through the priest That's right. to go to God. You go to Jesus Christ. Amen. He's our high priest now. Yes. Let's go one more. It's back in Romans. It's Romans 11, 5, starting at 5. Romans 11, 5. Even so then at this present time also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Okay, now I want to say this. This is my personal belief. I think that remnant, they're talking about the Jews right now. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be works, then is it no more grace? Otherwise, work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this very day. What, what I'm saying is this. Israel lost it for our sake so we could be grafted in. But I want to show you something so y'all don't think I'm preaching that the church replaced Israel because I'm not teaching that. Go to verse 1. I'm not preaching that the church replaced Israel, but I'm, what I am saying, because God caused them to have that stumbling, I think God's going to have their favor again. 
I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham and of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Wot not ye that what scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Okay, once again, this is in Romans to that same church. The letter was not to Jewish people in particular. I'm going to say it that way. It was for Corinth. So now we're going to get into some good stuff. But I hope I convinced y'all in the New Testament, anytime they're talking about the elect, let me say it this way. They are talking about Jews, but they're talking about Gentiles too, if they accepted Christ as their Savior. Born again believers. Born again believers, exactly. And like I say, there's around 13 scriptures on the elect, and you can go look. It's to the Christians, whatever they are. So let's go to Revelation 20. Now remember, our thing today is to see in Scripture when, I call it the, the resurrection. Some people call it the rapture. 20 verse 4. Let's go to 4. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. Now, let me ask you this question. I want you to ask this, think, think in your heart. We're in chapter 20 of Revelation. It's past the midway. The Antichrist is already sitting on the throne and he's claiming himself to be God. The Antichrist is already here. Who is these witnesses? Who are they talking about if the church is raptured out? Because believe me, if the church gets up and leaves, every one of us at one time, there's nobody going to be left here to preach the gospel. Believe you be what I'm telling you. God has put me in an area where people don't know their Bible. And I realized for the first time in my life, there are people that don't know their Bible. And if there's nobody that knows their Bible to teach it, you're not going to pick up a Bible and start teaching it overnight unless God really strikes you with the Holy Ghost and puts it in you. That's the only way you're going to do it, do it accurate. Because there are people that's read the Bible all their life and still don't have it right. We are talking about Christians. And the word of God, and which hath not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Okay, if this is the first resurrection, it's after the mark of the beast. I mean, this is, to me, this is plain as day. It's telling you right here, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection after the mark of the beast. Now, your pre-trib people believe they're going to get raptured out before the Antichrist even comes on the scene. Amen. Go to the next verse. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they 
shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Okay, listen to this. What does the word blessed? It means you're doing good. You're in the right place. Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection. On such, the second dead has no power. Now we understand what the second dead is. The second dead is hell. So if you miss this resurrection right here, which is called the judgment seat of Christ, if you miss that, you miss heaven. And it's plain it tells you that we are going into the millennium reign of Christ. If you miss the millennium reign of Christ, you done missed it all. Now this is covering everybody from Adam and Eve to when Christ comes back, when he returns. Everybody, even though the Jews was under the old covenant, if they know what God told them to do and, and they lived like according to what God told them to do, God's going to give them grace and they'll, they'll, they'll be there too. Disciples are going to be there and uh, Abraham and the, the whole bunch is going to be there. So this is the first resurrection. So what is the first signs? I got a question for y'all. What is the first signs? I can tell you the first signs. The Bible is clear on the first signs. Let's go to uh, 2 Thessalonians 2. Verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word or by letter as from us. Now, we all know but for the, for the audience, the people that's watching, there was some gossip got started or a letter or something was sent. And Paul was telling this church, don't freak out. Things are going to have to happen before Christ returns. These people actually had, in, 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 if you look at the history of it, they had quit working, they were selling their stuff, and they were just hanging around, partying, and they wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing. And Paul comes and tells them, don't be shaken of mind or troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of the Lord is at hand. In other words, that he's coming back immediately. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Now who's the, who's the man of sin? It's Satan. Perdition means destroyer. This is the first sign. This is the first thing that, that we're going to see. And this is why I'm telling you what's dangerous about pre-trib believers. They're under the impression that they're going to be already raptured out at this time. The scriptures we already read is clear. There's going to be Christians on the earth. And I, I just have my doubts that if all your Christians leave at one time, people are going to come to Christ because there ain't going to be nobody around to teach them about Christ or to tell them about Christ, especially during tribulation. You know, it's easy to believe on Jesus Christ when your stomach's full. But when your stomach's growling, and even worse, if you're watching your children die of starvation, and sickness, and disease, it gets pretty hard to live for the Lord. So you got to be rooted in the Word before these times come. you got to know your Bible. Like I said last Sunday, the Bible is clear. They who know their God won't receive the mark. They won't, they won't accept the mark. But the people that is being deceived, that really they think they know their God, but they only know of them, they're going to be deceived. If they're not having a personal relationship I'm talking about personal relationship 
One of my buddies made a remark to me. He says, do you really hear God talk? Well, the following Sunday, we had a Sunday school class, and I mentioned this, and I went back and I told him, I says, the scriptures are clear. My children know my voice. So that's clear. You don't, you don't want his children. If you don't know God's voice, you ain't one of his children. I know that's, that's kind of hard, but we're not, it's, it's, we don't have time to play around no more. This is getting serious. I mean, we are in lockdown. And the only reason we're allowed to have church is because we're under the quota of 50. I would have never known that the day would come that I would say, God bless us that we're a small church. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But we, through, through the cameras, we are worldwide. And we do have a lot of followers. And we want you all to go to heaven. I hope that someday when I'm walking on them streets of gold, somebody come up to me and say, Brother Glenn, I'm in heaven because you was preaching on TV. Or you was preaching on the, on the internet and I seen you. And I accepted Christ. Wouldn't that be a blessing? Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. I want to cover that. The falling away, I believe, is on true Christianity, true holiness preaching. Can anybody we have not fallen away from true holiness preaching? When I had a TV, I used to flip on Saturday nights, these uh, TV evangelists. I could never find one preaching on holiness. And I come to the conclusion that if they preached on holiness, ever who was running them satellites would turn them off. There's a phantom in the land. True holiness is not being preached. So there is a falling away. That's why you have so many churches or preachers ordaining homosexuals. Because they don't know the Word of God. And they don't, they don't teach holiness. They don't live holiness. God said, I am holy. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Except there come a falling away first. We are in the falling away. We have been in the falling away for quite a while. I can remember when I went to church as a kid across the river, the Methodist church. Churches were full. When my father built this church and mother built this church and the people, the 21 people on that plaque built this church, kids also, us kids was involved. We had to haul lumber. We had to pick up. We were part of building this church. The churches was full. When we started, the 21 people, we started in houses around here. And then we opened the doors on Mother's Day of 67. Just those few people. We had to wade in the mud from the old bridge over there across yonder. But in, in time, families started coming and the church built up. And we had a full church constantly. But through the 70s, and the hippies came out, like one of the barbers in town told me when I, we got my hair cut, I, and I made the remark, I said, this must have been a good little job in, in the day, huh? He said, yeah, till you hippies come out. <laughs> he said, yeah, till you hippies come out. I still laugh at that. Passed on now. But, but until the 60s came around and things just started falling away like everything else. And my daddy would tell me and my grandparents would tell me that these traveling preachers would come on riverboats and they would just put the word out in the, out in the area that they were going to be preaching on a, on a tree stump out there. And it says... By that evening, they might have 40, 50 people on the riverbank to have church in the mosquitoes. Come on. Mm -hmm. 
what I'm saying is the falling away has already come. The next thing is the man of sin. Now the man of sin is who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. And if, once again, I'm going to say, if you do believe that way, we love you. Just have an open mind. If the time comes, you're going to say, well, I didn't heard that before. Because there is scriptures, I think, in the Old Testament where it says God's people would be shocked to the things that's going to come. Okay, let's go to, uh, when is the rapture? Let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. The last trump. If you want to read the trumps, they're from Revelation 8 to Revelation 11. That's, you know, read, the, read those four chapters and the trumps are in there. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is your victory? Amen. Let's go back to 51 and just kind of dissect it. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Well, this means that some Christians, this is when Christ returns. Some Christians are going to be dead in the ground already, which like I said, from Adam and Eve to whatever, when Christ comes back. If he comes back tomorrow, then it's us. They're going to rise first. I, I remember my daddy used to tell me, he says, sometime you, one day you might be cutting that churchyard. And he said, we're going to all be dead, but you'll be cutting that churchyard. He said, next thing you know, the graves are going to be busting open. <laughs> he said, well, don't worry. He said, you're going to be next. <laughs> I'm just hoping I'm not left behind. <laughs> I don't want to be the one left behind. <laughs> Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall... Not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the seventh trump. The, the Jewish seventh trump is a harvest trump. You know, and, you know, back in the old days, before cell phones, when I say the real old days, before, before cell phones and telephones and all that stuff, they communicated with horns. That's what we do the show for and all that. And they had horns to, to notify the watchman on the wall. He would sign the, uh, the horn for uh, attack or something. Well, the seventh trump is, and that's Jewish custom, it is the harvest trump. And in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be risen incorruptible. We're talking about, the, the scripture says that a, a 
flesh and blood can't enter the kingdom of heaven. It's earthly flesh. And we shall be changed. For the corruptible must put on incorruptible. We're going to get a body, and I'm going to tell you what it is. It's just like crisis. He had a glorified body, and when he came to his disciples, he could eat. Think, man, just think about it. We'll be able to eat and not worry about gout. We'll be able to eat and not worry about high cholesterol or diabetes. That's heaven by itself. (laughs) I'd be satisfied with that. (laughs) But the corruptible must put on incorruptible and the moral must put on immortality. I don't know how clearer we can get this. It's the seventh trump, the harvest trump, and the, the like I said, we're not going to get into all, all that, but I wanted to bring these scriptures out. I felt God wanted me to. I don't know why. I know all our people pretty much believe what I just preached. I got a feel that if somebody on the YouTube or whatever, however we're being cast, podcast, there's somebody out there that might have been confused with this. But if you take these scriptures and look at them and realize the elect are Christians. Now, to say this again, God will not forget His Jewish people, His chosen people. He's calling out to them now. He's got His arms wide open calling out to them now. He's never quit calling out to them. But at the, at the end time, I think He's going to do special stuff for them to get them back in line. And that's just how I feel. So when this incorruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. Mm. O death, where is thy sting? And O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. So, I'm going to leave y'all, I'm going to ask y'all one last question. Who is he talking to right now? At the rapture. He's talking to the born again Christians. Matter of fact, a verse comes to my mind. Go to Revelation 7. The Holy Spirit just give me this. Revelation 7, 9, I think. After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, and stood before the throne, and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. And you see, that tells me it's everybody. And unnumbered. I don't like closing without offering the opportunity to come up. If anybody here not saved, don't know Christ as a Savior, let's stand. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.